Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode. Today we are talking how to book more calls this week. And why are we talking about how to book more calls this week? Because what do calls lead to? They lead to more clients. And when we're looking at trying to fill out books online, we can think of the process really similarly to what you are doing on the gym floor. And this actually gets me into the first part of the episode, which is going to be a little bit of a rant. And then I'm going to take you through strategically a number of different things that you can do to book more calls. But the rant is going to be on. Maybe you've seen this, maybe it's just me, but there seems to be this thing in more so the coaching industry as a as compared to just the fitness online coaching industry. But in the coaching industry, there is like this these slides going around slides, these carousel posts going around about like all of the things I didn't do to make a million dollars a month. And it's like, I didn't DM people. I didn't follow people back. I didn't bother talking to my clients. (laughs) I didn't be a decent human. I, I didn't bother to reply to any comments of people reaching out onto my Instagram page when I was posting they're talking about all of the things that they didn't do okay they didn't do any calls they never got on a sales call right they had some automatic process and maybe they didn't even take applications right it's just like people click the link and buy and I don't have to do anything I'm exaggerating a little bit but I'm sure you've seen that these carousel posts and I just want to say that's fine if that has worked for you but if these things aren't working for you and you're like shit why you know is me just sitting here thinking about being a wealthy person generating all of these leads well it might be because we actually have to do some work which shouldn't be like surprising I think and I don't think it's helpful to continually tell newbies which is a lot of the time who are attracted to these kinds of posts that hey you don't have to do anything you don't have to make any effort with your audience you don't have to give any value you don't have to show that you're trustworthy Worthy of getting the results that you're promising your clients. You can just sit there and be a total bitch and set all these boundaries with, you know, all of the time that you have because you have no clients uh, and you're going to get them. So I'm being a little bit sarcastic, aren't I? But uh, I do just want to say that why are we always looking to all the things that we don't need to do and trying to get maximum results? 
if we don't have any clients, okay? If we have a full book already and we're overwhelmed because we're at capacity, completely agree with those sentiments of pulling things back and doing less. If you haven't built that business yet, we've got to start somewhere. And so often these people aren't telling you what they did to start off, how they built their audience to start with, right? So often it did involve a season of hustle and they're just not talking about it or that they have conveniently forgotten because they it's not as sexy to sell you hard work. No one wants to hear that, right? But what I wanted to do today was make it not so hard, was just to give you simple, simple strategies that you can apply right now to actually book some calls and sign some clients and get yourself booked out online. Okay. So the very first thing I always say this, and I'm just going to keep repeating it because it's important and it's so critical. The very first thing that you can do to book more sales this week is serve your current clients like they are motherfucking rock stars. Your job is to provide the highest level of service that you are capable of right now because that will continue to improve over time. And the reason being is, number one, you're a service provider. This is literally your job. It's what you're being paid to do. But number two, you getting your clients the best results is going to be, they're going to be walking billboards for your service and they're going to be so happy. They're going to tell everyone. Just think about yourself when you have jumped in with an amazing service provider of any kind, whether it's a coach, whether it's like Netflix subscription or a music subscription or a food service or whatever service it is, if it, maybe it's your gym. When you love something, don't you tell everyone, yeah? You tell everyone you're so happy with this. Or if you're having a conversation with someone and they say, oh, I am really looking for a food service. What could you recommend? You recommend the one that you love, right? So you giving the best possible service to your clients is just going to be, it's always the best marketing. And the other thing is, This helps provide trust to people who don't know you that well yet. So if you have a portfolio of amazing client results, it's going to speak louder than anything else you can possibly do. Even if you had the best copywriting, client results is going to trumpet. It's going to be way faster from getting your audience from cold to sold, your current client results. Now, what if you don't have any yet? I don't think that many of you won't have any yet. You might not have any specifically online, but I imagine a lot of you have worked with clients on the gym floor and have got results. But one person in my base camp group actually doesn't have any results yet. So we were talking about how to get them. Of course, you might have your own and you can use your own, but your job then is to get a client one the best result they've ever got in their life fucking ASAP, right? Make this your mission, right? You've got to start somewhere. We all started with zero results. Every single personal trainer has started with zero results. Maybe themselves, but we've all started from somewhere and you've just got to do everything in your power to get your clients or the first person that result you're promising, okay? This is also going to just help you refine your process over time. Like, let's not pretend that we don't all start from zero and get better as we go along. I know my coach who I'm still with laughs on his own podcast all the time about the service that he provided when he first started 10, 12, whatever years ago. 
and he's like, I, you know, if ever I see those old clients, I apologize and I say, sorry, it's, it's, it's okay. You've got, I mean, you can't skip it. You've got to start somewhere. You've got to start with zero experience and you build up over time and you get better. There would be a problem if you weren't continually growing and getting better. Number one, how to book more calls this week, get your clients amazing results. Not only will they stay with you and it's far cheaper to retain a client than it is to get a new one, but they're going to refer other people to you. So off the back of that, number two is tell your current clients you have places available and ask if they know anyone who would love to work with you. And if they do, you can either offer to um, send your links, send your phone number or get your friend to message you their contact details and vice versa, okay? Whatever it is, use the referral system. Let your current clients know you have places open. Here's the funny thing. On Instagram, if you don't say you have places open, most people actually think you're booked out. You might be sitting there laughing, being like, I don't have any online clients. I have plenty of time for them. If you're not advertising, but you're showing up on socials and you're not saying you have places open, people assume you're booked out and you're not taking clients. So you're going to have to say it multiple times a week, like four or five times a week. You should be mentioning that you have places open if you do. Otherwise, people think you're full. All right. And yeah, again, you may not realize that because in your brain, you're like, I have heaps of places for no one knows that they're going to think if you're not advertising, you're full. Okay. All right. Number three is build relationships and have conversations. How are sales made in a coaching setting where you're not necessarily buying like, you know, a product like food or concert tickets or whatever, in a coaching setting, it's based on relationships. Personal training is personal. Even when it goes into the online sphere, it's about creating a relationship with someone. So it's your job every single day to be in the DMs, speaking to people, having relationships with people. The equivalent on the gym floor is either picking up the phone and making phone calls, walking the gym floor and talking, training and talking to people while you're training, doing whatever you can to get in front of as many members as possible. We've got to just do exactly the same thing in the DMs. If you treat your online business the way you treated your face-to-face -face business, you will see the same growth. It's just about asking like, how do I replicate this in the online setting? In the online setting, it's in the DMs. Make friends with people. Let me just rephrase that. Build connections with people. We don't want to friend zone ourselves. We do want to come in as an authority. We want to be open and honest about why we're connecting with people as well. We want to position ourselves as a coach straight away, not as a friend. And it's the most honest thing to do, of course, too, as well, is to introduce yourself as a coach first and foremost. But we want to be building relationships and having conversations with people. This is where you make sales. This is where people come to you because you're top of mind. If you have been investing in other people, providing them with value, they're going to want to they're going to want to work with you. You're going to be top of mind. When they're thinking of a service provider, they're going to think of you. Okay. The next one is more so in terms of like structurally what we want to do. We want to make it very easy for people to be able to book a call with us. We want to make it very easy for them to know the service we offer and who we work 
specifically for or who we get results for. We want to make it easy for them to apply, to click a link, to book. It just needs to take them no energy whatsoever. Okay. So with number four, it's like I said, advertising that you have places open but also making it really easy for someone to get in touch with you and sign up. So a couple of my mentees this week that I've been helping them, it's like you come onto their Instagram, who the fuck knows who they help, who the fuck knows what their process is. They've got a link in their bio that's straight to an unbranded, really unappetizing Google form that basically is just like all of this, all of these questions, like this litany of questions about, why you want to work with them and it's like what have you given that person in return why would they quite frankly why would they want to work with you they don't know that that you work specifically for for people like them they don't know that you specifically get results for people like them there's nothing exciting about the process whatsoever it's not appetizing in any way shape or form and you've not spoken about the benefits of what they get from working with you so really question the process If you were jumping on your own Instagram, do you know who you work with? Are you excited to work with yourself? Is it fun? Is it a fun process to sign up? Is it interesting? Is it intriguing? Do I trust myself to get this result? If you can't answer any of those questions, get to working that out. How are you going to do that? What content assets collateral do you need on your Instagram to make it so abundantly clear who you help what the process is of how they get to work with you how they can sign up sometimes it's how much it is depending on the price ranges of what you offer make it a seamless funnel from land on your page just keep thinking of what I said before cold to salt how do I get someone who lands on my page to buy in as fast as possible Like I said, there's going to be a few strategies. One of them is going to be you out there in DMs relationship building. But the other one is just going to be fairly mechanical. There's going to be a structural flow to it. We don't want people to have to expend a a lot of brain power to be able to sign up with us. Okay. Then the fifth one is to actually set yourself some targets and accountability because the coaches that I'm speaking to, if I'm really honest and if they're honest with themselves... There's just a complete lack of accountability. There's a complete lack of stretching because face-to-face is so much easier because they can't figure out how to do things online because they're being told all of this confusing information about don't DM people, don't build relationships. You should be able to get people in just by manifesting it, sitting in your bedroom, writing in your diary. No, that's bullshit, especially when you're starting out. If you don't have the results yet, if you don't have the clients yet, you're going to have to be proactive and go get them. If your audience isn't growing, be proactive and go get them. So set yourself a target and gamify it. Something I've done with one of my clients in my private mentoring is we have set a target of get 10 people into your inbox. Like we just started with 10 because things had been fairly slow going. You could set 10 a day, but for this person, it was like 10 a week, have 10 conversations with new people this week, right? Just see where that ends up. You could make it, I want to set the goal to have 10 sales conversations, like actual 10 consults. I might need to speak to 50 people if I want to have 10 consults. But go out there and make that shit happen, okay? So that was number five, I believe, was to set some targets and gamify it. Number six 
is to do some lead magnet work. If you were involved in my Influx Masterclass, I spoke about this at length. And this is something that I take my Basecamp mentees through, which is my group mentoring program. We do a very, very big module on lead magnets and lead generation because this is all about attraction marketing. It's all about putting out a value and getting people to raise their hand and come to you. So previously when I was talking about DMs and building relationship, that is more what we call direct outreach, not cold outreach, but direct outreach. Cold outreach is the annoying the annoying messages you get in your inbox, which you just delete, where someone hasn't even taken the time to get to know you. But di- uh, direct outreach is building directly building relationships, you directly going out and building relationships with people. Attraction marketing is where you're providing massive value and getting people to self-identify that they're struggling with this or that they need this and that they want your help. Okay, so attraction marketing is number six, putting out massive amounts of free value. If you think you're putting out value and you've been doing it for 60 to 90 days, you've got nothing. This is a moment to look in the mirror and say to yourself, what I think is valuable is not valuable. Maybe that hurts and maybe that's hard to hear. But if you've been doing a strategy for 60 to 90 days and you've got not one person put their hand up and say, I need this or I want this, you need to reconsider what you think is valuable because it's, I'm sorry, but it's, oh, I'm not sorry. It's obviously not valuable to your audience. So you need to go out and do some market research. You actually actively need to ask your audience, what do you need help with? Message them. If they're not answering polls, message people. It's okay. I message people. I think I've said this in multiple podcasts, multiple other podcasts. There are a number of people in my audience who I message often and I just keep updating like, what's your struggle now? What's happening now? What are you doing now? Tell me, tell me, tell me. And it's not to get them to work with me, to be honest with you. It's I just need the data. I need the information. I need to know what information is relevant to my audience. This is something that I continually do, whether it's polls or through direct outreach and messaging people and just figuring out what do they need help with right now? How can I provide massive value to them? If you haven't got anyone self-identifying and you've been putting out what you think is valuable for 60 to 90 days, it's not valuable. Go back to the drawing board, figure it out, ask people what they want and need. All right, number seven is the fortune is in the follow-up. This is another thing, man, I see from Again, it's like bigger name coaches who are putting out content that attracts or that's meant to attract newbies and they're saying don't follow up. (laughs) Man, maybe they don't need to follow up now that they've hit a million dollars a month. Fantastic. Absolutely. You do you. But again, if you don't have the results, can we just try some strategies, right? And one of them is going to be the fortune is in the follow up. If you have been ghosted, that is okay. People get busy. People may not need your services. You may actually be being ghosted. That's fine, but follow up, okay? So follow up maybe two to three times and don't follow up in, you know, within three times in three hours. Space it out over two weeks, but do follow up. And sometimes we need to be followed up. (laughs) Sometimes we need to be, and you might think of moments in time where you were followed up by a service provider. Help, Bunnings followed me up the other day because I needed to get a door fixed. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much for reminding me. I literally forgot and I need that service. I need Bunnings help, okay? So do follow up 
and just say, you can just say, hey, I'm just following up. <laughs> you don't have to make this big, huge thing about it, but follow up, connect with people. Was that number seven or number eight? Um, the next one is, <laughs> maybe this is number eight, be direct with people. If there is someone you know who has expressed that they have, they're struggling with something and they need your help, be really direct. Message them. Hey, I know you express that you're having trouble with this. How's that going? They say it's going shit. Okay, I have a place currently opened and I thought of you. It sounds like you're still struggling with this and need support. Would you like to jump in? Just be open and honest with people. That's just, this is what we want. It just cuts down communication time. And I know if I'm approached like this, I love it so much because I'm like, man, they're thinking of me. This offer sounds absolutely perfect. It's absolutely what I need. Send me the link, sign me up. Okay. And if they don't need it, they don't need it. Whatever. It's not a big deal. I think we're making a lot out of like people saying no or people saying that they don't need us or that if someone doesn't write back to us, we're making it this huge thing. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. Like I said before, uh, you might forget about service providers sometimes, like the Bunnings thing. It doesn't mean I hate Bunnings. It doesn't mean I think there's anything wrong with Bunnings. I just forgot and I needed their help. Okay. So be direct as well uh, with people. And just be straight out there. You don't have to fluff around asking them bullshit questions. Uh, just be direct. If you think someone can can uh, will benefit from your program or your new offer, send it to them. Hey, even better, send it to them before you announce something publicly. How amazing is it when you're already thinking of people while you're creating your offers? You're specifically thinking of the one person and you can tailor an offer to them and you can say, yo, I made this specifically thinking of you. You've mentioned these struggles in the past. This is exactly why I created it. If you're interested, I can send you the link. You know, there's no pressure. They don't have to sign up if they don't want to. But if they're if they if they want to and you know you can help them, why not send them through the details? Okay. The last one, maybe it's eight, maybe it's ten. I've well and truly lost count by this stage. I've got written here in my dot points, give like a motherfucker without any expectation in return, okay? This shit compounds over time, man. You will end up with this huge bank of assets and collateral that you won't have to do too much work anymore and you'll be able to put out all of this information, recycle, reuse because you're consistently giving out massive value, okay? And I think if we come at it from I'm only going to create to get, we're just not going to be able to keep up with the people who are standing out in the industry and so it, the industry will feel saturated when we're doing this purely from a I will only give as much as I get. I also question your enjoyment and your desire to actually get people results and be in this industry because it's going to be pretty hard if there's not a part of you that is genuinely wanting to help people. And I don't mean that you shouldn't be charging. I think that it's really important to charge at the top end of what you think you're um, of what you think the you know the industry will support or what people will pay or whatever. Because when we're well, when we're financially supported, we have capacity to provide or just overgive. When we're charging at the bottom end and we're really like under, undercharging on our services, 
when we're going to have to take so many more people and we won't have the energy to be generous. When we're at the top end, and I don't mean overcharging, I mean charging at a level that allows us to feel completely generous with our time and effort because we're not scrambling and stressed out for clients, right? So in that mind frame, in that essence, we're actually going to have plenty of time to be extremely generous. And I think generosity goes a long way. I think it really helps you get to be consistent and show that you're consistent. And I think people seeing that you're consistent over time creates buy-in. I think it creates brand loyalty. It creates trust. It builds strong relationships and deep relationships. And we only want to be, uh, we only want to be charging people who have the money to spend anyway, right? So I'm not telling you to go charge people who don't have the money, Let's focus on the people who do have the money, but it is going to allow us to, number one, provide them with just this kick-ass service. That should be our first priority, but it's also going to help us free up time to be ridiculously generous and give and give and give and give, okay? So absolutely, we should be in the mind frame of just giving so much and not expecting, and we're going to be able to do that when we're charging appropriately. So those two things need to go in hand. Be To be able to be massively generous, we do need to be charging a decent amount for our services, not undercharging, okay? So I hope that helped you book more calls. I hope that helped you gamify the process, set yourself targets, hold yourself accountable. I hope that gave you permission to do the things that some people in the coaching industry at large are telling you not to do. But if you don't have clients, you've got to fucking get out there and do something. So you've got direct outreach as an option. You've got attraction marketing. I would use both until you're booked out. And then you can move to just attraction marketing. Building relationships is highly critical and as always, making sure your current clients are supported as the number one mission of every single day uh, it should be yeah at the top of your list to do. So I hope this helped you. DM me if from this episode, you've gone out and booked yourself that 510 calls and tell me how many clients you secured and if this lighted a fire up and of course, if you need some help with mentoring if you need this accountability if you need more of this in your life I have spots open for my private mentoring so look in the show notes for how to apply for that and I'm super excited to work with you if this is the mindset that you're coming with your online business I love it I love it so much but that's it from me today and I'll see you guys in the next episode 